On today's episode of Open Box Policy, we talk about how much school and snow sucks. Especially in Tennessee. Especially in Tennessee. It's totally... Let's just make that the South in general, that we don't know how to handle snow. Yeah. And actually, it's Jamie that talks about how much it sucks, because I don't have kids. And I'm from the North, so... Yeah. Fuck! (laughs) We also talk about... Sexual harassment. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. <laughs> That's a nice leap. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna sugarcoat no, it. We talk yeah. about sexual harassment. We talk about people that we know that have that have experienced it. And Devin tells us a story about someone who is currently experiencing it. And we give our opinions about what we think she should do. It was a good conversation. Yeah, both it was. It was a. It was a very civil conversation about sexual harassment on both between ends. men and female. I feel like Devin's yeah. being a little bit sarcastic. He is because I always get fired up. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie does get fired up. Uh, we also talk about uh, just a little excerpt about um, like our parents leaving us as children. Oh, so yes. we want to we want to know on our socials. Uh, like, tell us the funniest story about your parents leaving you as a child, and <laughs> you're just standing there helpless like Joe Dirt. Uh, aka adam um, find us on socials twitter facebook and instagram at obp underscore raw or tell us the most traumatizing experience when you were crying out front of a school <laughs> when your parents forgot to pick you up because we like all things funny and upsetting morbid yeah yeah, yeah. If, it, if it's morbid it's funny to us and if you shoot us an email obp podcast at gmail.com Anyway. Can I bitch about something for like two minutes and I'll be done with it? Yeah, go ahead. About last night. Vent. It was about this morning. Uh-oh. And I'm just done with Tennessee and snow. Oh, God. I am done with Tennessee and snow. So, I grew up in Indiana. Snow, whatever. I get it. I've lived down here for like 11 years. I understand that um, we don't deal with snow the same way. So, it has nothing to do with snow issues roads all that so yesterday they called a two-hour delay on my daughter's school they said okay at three o'clock in the afternoon they were like tomorrow so this was tuesday no monday they said tomorrow we're gonna do a two-hour delay we hear snow is coming fine Snow the didn't snow was in the forecast. Yeah. Classic. It was, it was yeah. 3 p.m. on Monday. Classic Nashville. So yeah. I went fine. I, I expected it. She's, I mean, I get it. So, of course, a snowflake didn't fall. Nothing happened. There wasn't any ice on the roads, but she went to her two-hour delay, dropped her off. Fine. Whatever. Cool. So this morning, I woke up at 6 a.m. and snow is falling. Not heavy, just falling. So I get up, I get my daughter ready for school, pack her lunch, finish my work that I do in the morning, and get her in the car, and we drive to school, and the snow is coming down, but it's not heavy snow. It's not sticking really to the roads. Everybody's cool. Everything's fine. Drop her off at 7.15 this morning. She has to be in class at 7.30. That's when school starts. Um, I get home. 
I look at my monitor. Porter is still asleep. And I go, oh, my gosh, I can get a little bit more sleep. So I get back in bed, close my eyes. And wake up 15 minutes later to Glenn going, hey, Elle's school just called. And I was like, what? And as I lean over, I look at my phone and I'm getting the phone call from her school. That's like a recording. It always hits Glenn's phone first. And they're saying, hey, parents. So come pick your kids back up from school. So she Back is, up from school? Yeah. So you dropped her off yep. and then they, oh my Everybody. God. Everybody. So Elle goes to a magnet school. So half of the students are buses who are zoned for that. And the other half are drop off. And it's kindergarten through eighth grade. So it is a large amount of parents dropping their kids off. Oh yeah. Nobody and drops. And so max thir- 45 minutes from the time I dropped her off till I got the call, I had to drive back over there. When the snow had stopped and the forecast showed it wasn't going to snow anymore and it was to be sunny all day, I had to go back to her school, pick her up along with all the other parents, and then drive her home. We were back at our house at like 8, 10 in the morning. So they had can't, they basically had all these parents drop these kids off and then come back within. I was lucky enough that we only lived like five minutes from school, but all those parents who dropped their kids off and like, go to work or go downtown or whatever <laughs> or they live like a half hour away yeah, or, yeah. yeah. i mean Els, Els, one of Els' best friends her, they live in murfreesboro that's like a 15 20 minute drive from where they are to our school by the time they got home it was like come get your kids and then lo and behold we get home and by so nine we, by nine fifteen, the sun's out and all the snow is fucking melted yeah it's if unbelievable you, so as a parent if you go to work and then you have to turn around and come right back to get your kid. Like, what What the fuck do you do? You just, I don't know. I guess you just say, I don't, I can't do, I, like, I have to leave. Yeah. You know? You yeah, should, what if you, I've always wondered that. Up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've always wondered that. What happens if you just can't pick your kid up? If they call you and they're like, your kid's sick. And you're just like, I'm sorry. I, like, like me, I, I'm in a position where I can't leave. You know what's you know, funny? Get him a lift. Last <laughs> call him an Uber. Yeah, well, put him in an Uber. Bringing up that, so last Friday, Elle went to school. Fine, wonderful. She was great, and I was home. Porter went down for a nap, and I was like, "Hmm, I'm gonna take a nap." My parents were in town. They were at my house. Um, all of a sudden, it was like. 1.30 and my phone rings and I took a minute to be like mom what's happening I pick my phone up it stops ringing and I'm like okay well then my little sister calls me Glenn calls me and I'll go oh my god the school's calling they're freaking out they can't get a hold of you they're, they're they need to hold you and I'm like they called me once so I called them back so else L was sick with strep so I went to pick her up but it was like what about those people who were not napping like me, yeah. <laughs> but, were, but were like in meetings. Like Glenn couldn't pick up. It was a voicemail. And my little sister who hates answering phones didn't pick up. So they both, nobody picked up. Um, and I called him right back, but still it was like, what if like I was doing something way more important than like napping, like in a meeting? Yeah. Well, imagine the school though. They've got a little girl sitting there with strep who's probably sick and crying or she's upset. And no, she they're crying. like, we're going to call your mommy to come pick you up. Oh, mommy didn't answer. We're going to call your, uh, your, uh, <laughs> your aunt. Aunt's not answering. Dad's not answering. <laughs> like, I mean, you know. The, the, Nobody the, wants you. But, well, and I mean, you're dealing a lot of times. I hate to say this. I really hate to say this, but the Southeast is one 
if not the worst, when it comes to the people that we hire and how much we pay and and what we offer school teachers. So we have some of the worst school schools in the nation. I mean, the United States in general ranks very low on schools. Uh, but a lot of times when you're dealing with people in a school, you're kind of dealing with lowest common denominator. So, so I assume that she would. They were probably like. You know, no. ain't nobody from we your do? family. Yeah, nobody no. from your family's so, answering. You know, like so basically, nobody the loves nurse you. tried to call me, and then she told me this. And then during the phone call, they get a medical emergency, so she had to leave. And she let, re, like she yelled to the office, "Hey, call L's parents." And so the the office lady just looked at our emergency sheet and called everybody like six times. But the time that L was in the nurses' room to the time I picked her up was twenty two minutes. So it's not oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so not like it an, wasn't like a fucking half a day. But I mean, of course, it was just like, oh, my God, what's happening? Dude, if Ugh. I had a nickel, if I had a nickel for every time my dad like didn't show up to school or he was like an hour late picking me up and I would stand out on the curb bawling my eyes out <laughs> and they would, they would have to come and like drag me back inside. I'd be sniffling and crying. And I, and I, I have this super re, I have the really, really serious fear of abandonment because there were a few times when I was a kid. Then my parents, like, I was uh, one of those that would just, like, kind of start walking away. And I would, like, kind of turn <laughs> around, and my parents would just keep walking. There was one time in a gas station in Florida out in the middle of the panhandle. Not even the panhandle. It was in the middle of nowhere, like like in the uh, in the glades or something. My, <laughs> in the swamps, bro. My, my dad, like, got out, and I, there was a hammerhead hanging up on this big post. And I went up, and I was just staring at this hammerhead shark like, this is insane. This thing's like 10 feet long. I've never seen anything this big in my entire life. And then I hear an engine start, and I see the car pulling away. <laughs> no, you're Joe Dirt, dude. <gasps> I turned... <laughs> See, you, to, you were giving me a complex until now because I do that at the grocery store with Porter. If yeah. he runs off, I go, I'm going this way. And he'll come back and be like, well, mama. But like. No, I I've turned never, around. Oh, my God. Adam and is the, Joe Dirt. The back window in the. Bl- <laughs> the back. You're Joe Dirt. Oh, yeah. my God. Adam is Joe Dirt. The back window in our blazer was down. And was I, he waving at you? I looked up and I started to. I mean, scream and scream and run like arms <laughs> outstretched. And my sister peeked up over the seat and she was like, we're leaving she Adam. She middle finger. Like, we're leaving Adam. Adam's not in the car. I could hear her. And I was like, please don't leave me. Please. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. And my dad, my dad like did a big Yui and came back in. And I was just standing there like <laughs> screaming bloody fucking murder. And then it happened again in Gallenberg one time where I was holding on to my dad's hand. <laughs> it happened twice? Wait, no, just listen, your listen. I let, only have two kids, right? Yeah, this is the two of us. I let go of my dad's... <laughs> what? Sorry. I'm just thinking about, like... Uh, about is you? That, no, I'm thinking about there's not six kids. Like, you don't have to go, oh, we forgot one. Like, it, there's yeah, two. Yeah, you're not the fucking yeah. McAllisters, you know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I let go of my dad's hand in Gallenberg, and he... Probably, and I mean, I was tiny, so everybody was super tall. I couldn't see ahead of me, and it was just terrifying. Which is ironic. Yeah, I know. I let go of my dad's hand, and he started walking away, and I was just staring in like some window that was all this cool stuff, you know, like down in the strip. And then I reached back up and I grabbed this man's hand, and I looked up, and this man looked down at me, and he was like, "Who are you?" And he was like, <laughs> "And you're like, who the fuck are yeah, you?" Yeah, he was like, "This is." He was like, "Some kids grabbing my hand," and and all of that with like hearing that man be like, 
I don't know whose kid this is. Like, why is he grabbing my hand? Because he had the same shoes on as my dad. I was just, I was just looking at oh his shoes. Oh my god! Now I'm questioning everything I've done. Freaked you out. You remember because I was in a sea of people. It was just like a. I mean, how was, you, how young were you? Probably uh, five or six, four, oh five or six. Oh my god! Like no. I so do that dad, to my kids all the time. Your dad not only left you once, but he left twice. you twice. Yeah, and then there were numerous Damn, times bro. he didn't pick me up at school and shit. Yeah, or, or he did. He just did it really late. <laughs> so <laughs> now I have, this, just run I have away. this huge fear of abandonment. Like, everybody that I get close to, I'm like, please don't leave me. Please. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, talks please. About, Glenn talks about how his mom used to forget to pick him up from school. Oh, him yeah. and his sisters. And he's like, he like, she would always forget us, and we'd just have to figure out a way home. Yeah, that was terrible. Australia. Like, oh, like, they just had to figure out nice, a way home? Yeah. yeah, they could just Jeez. ride a kangaroo and then they, home. But I mean, like, I don't think that it was. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing that like really scarred him. I, well, I don't know. I guess he talks about it, but um, oh, it messed me up. I mean, yeah, I you're I, fucking I, Joe Dirt, man. Yeah, yeah. I have literally, I have today. I mean, today when they called and said pick your kid up, and I read the message. So that's what then, you were talking about this morning when you were like. I've been dealing with some stupid bullshit yes. with my child's school, yeah. Yeah, because everybody was so mad, but I was just sitting there, and I got the message, and then the teacher had messaged like 20 minutes earlier before the original message came out, and I like freaked out. I was like, oh my God, I should be there right now. Do we need to come inside? Like I had this moment of like my child just standing in the cold snow, being like, where's like mom? Like Adam. But yeah. you know I what? Pictured I pictured small little yeah. Adam just yeah. Just but I got there, and I was like one of the first picker up, and I was like, Fuck yes. Arms outstretched running after it's a blazer. Like, come to me. Yeah. Come to me. <laughs> Don't leave I was, me. I was just looking at this hammerhead and my dad left me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what, like, tell what, us tell what, us your story. Oh wait, Jamie wants to say one more thing. I was just going to say, what a what a cool memory. Not for you, but to be like, look at this fucking hammerhead. This is amazing. That was awesome. And then immediately be like, holy shit <laughs> well imagine yeah i mean imagine like, any kid like thinking you see the car pulling away and you think to yourself like i'm gonna have to live here for the rest of my life they're gonna they're gonna forget head. me you know it's gonna be me the hammerhead and the gravel like yeah. that's it and a gas station yeah. what like what like a high and low of emotions like what, right this yeah. is awesome that was this is that's the greatest still, thing i've ever seen i am telling yeah. you Without a shadow of doubt, that still is going to go down as one of the most terrifying things I've ever been through in my life, like watching the car pull away. It, and and I've, ever since then, I've had this super acute fear of abandonment. Really? Yes. That's okay. My, my friend's dad took him to uh, uh, like Six Flags or something like that, and his dad really wanted to ride the roller coaster, but it, he was too scared. So he left him with some like random Hispanic woman that didn't speak English while he went and rode the roller coaster. That's me. Wow. I would have done that because Glenn okay. hates Glenn hates roller coasters, and I said we will never ever go someplace until our children are old enough to ride the roller coasters. So they have four. He hates roller coasters. That's so weird, isn't it? I fucking love them, but I said where the kids are always. Elle's always like, I want to go Disney World, and I said you're not going to Disney World until both of you are tall enough to ride every ride with me because yeah. I'll be riding everything. Your dad may be sitting over here at fucking French World. Yeah, you're basically Paris paying for yourself Epcot. to go to Disneyland. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. I just or need Disney I just World, need whatever. somebody to ride with me. Yeah. That's All right, Devin. I can't imagine being left with some strange Hispanic woman that doesn't yeah. speak English while my dad rides a roller coaster. It's a hell of a story, though. Yeah. Don't make, don't make me say all right, Devin, again. You have a story that you want to tell us. Say it right? one more time, Adam. All right, Devin. All right. Uh, so <clears throat> I have a friend, and his friend works at a like a financial financial place, uh, financial firm. Uh, and she has recently 
been um, getting some risky text messages from her boss, who is a male. Uh, she's a female. Um, and it, it's it's crossed the line, but she doesn't quite know what to do. So the situation is, he's been making some passes at her, okay? Um, she is, or he is her direct boss. Uh, she likes the guy, but she's like, you know, not attracted to him like yeah. that, you know, but he keeps, he continues to make passes like, Hey, uh, you want to go out to eat something like that? Well, the other day her boss sends her a text message, a picture of him underneath a blanket with a tent. Stop it. He was pitching a tent and so he was shirtless went- underneath this fucking blanket. Has so she ever sent him any pictures? Negative. So it went at least from, as far as you know. No, as far as I know. Listen, yeah. all right, there guys you go. Blaming the woman, Adam. <laughs> fuck you, Devin. Guys, I'm just saying. Guys love to send dick pics, even if women are like, oh, I don't know how many dicks I've seen in a text with literally nothing that makes me like makes them think that I want a dick pic. So it went from let's go on a date, let's do things to like. Here's my fucking boner Which under I, a sheet. I'm, and I'm sorry. I I know. We talked about Sienna last week. Are you about to like defend dick pics? No. Okay. No. Just make, just <laughs> I love sure. how anything. I don't think Adam's ever defended dick pics. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, is that I am so removed. I'm so far removed and, and, and understand that process so little that when I hear about somebody just receiving a random dick pic or or even a, a tent tent what are we gonna call it a tent pic uh he was pitching a tent underneath the cover yeah whatever it, it was an implied dick pic it's yes, an implied dick pic yeah <laughs> it is so removed from my consciousness that I find it really difficult to think to myself that if you scrolled back through the last 20 text messages, that it would just be a totally random thing. It is. It is, that though. It's, it's just so hard for me to believe that. that, that, that there. And I get you understand that because you may not be a guy who randomly like sets yeah. dick's back. Yeah, it's right. so but, but crazy. So I, I have, always think to myself, yeah. oh, then there must have been something that got misconstrued. No. Maybe he was just like lightly provoked maybe you laughed or no. you said lol no maybe have, you were wearing the wrong I thing i have done match.com i have done plenty of fish which is the free one because i'm not going to pay for that shit i've done all of those and i can't tell you how many there are there are guys who will answer an ad with a dick pic that doesn't mean that they are saying hey how you doing conversation it'll be like here's my dick do you want to see it? And then you just get one. Like, we've talked about this. Penises are ugly. They're ugly. I'm sorry, guys. They're ugly. And no girl wah, wah, wah. is saying, like, send me a picture of your dick. Send me and a picture of your beautiful dick. I can say 100% of the time that I've gotten dick pics, they have literally been like, hey, you know, if it's not been off the bat, it's been, hey, what are you doing tonight? And it's like, here's my boner. Why don't you come and sit on it? Let me show you a picture of it. And it's All like, right. so cool. going back to the story, I just find that so it's right. Just crazy. So she she obviously doesn't text back, right? 
so in the morning, like bright and early in the morning, he texts her and says, oh, sorry, that was my knee. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yes. What? Yes. He must have, have, a, really, he knee, must have had a really tiny knee. Yeah, you have right. the tiniest You have legs. a small knee, sir. So as like, I, this uh, is more directed well, towards so Jamie. So I'm glad that she, I'm glad she didn't text back, but go ahead. What are you going to say? So this is more directed towards Jamie. Like, what do you do in that situation? That's your direct boss that's doing that. Like, do you go above him? And do you have a, do you have a direct conversation with him? Be like, listen, this makes me uncomfortable. hundred no. percent. No, that's a what tough do do? one. That's a tough one. You can't have a direct conversation with him because he already feels like it's okay to send a dick pic. So if you approach that, it's well, gonna. Well, Jamie, it was a it was a knee pick. Sorry, his knee pick. Yeah, his get knee it pick. right, Jamie. But <laughs> there you know, was no dick in. He that already pic. feels like that's appropriate <laughs> to send a knee picture. Um, so he doesn't have, he doesn't understand boundaries, obviously. So she has she has one or two options. Go above it if she thinks she can do it. She has the picture. If she can go to somebody above him that she trusts and say, this is what's happening to me and it's not appropriate. If it's a good company and a good workplace, they're going to shut that down really fast. Um, but nowadays you just don't know if they will. Well, but what's the worst case scenario? Well, we all know the worst case scenario. It's my, f- my friends. I've had friends that have been fired. Yeah. And because they wouldn't, Go out or fuck the boss? No, because they got so uncomfortable. That they approached it and the company went. That they approached it. And they got rid of them instead. The way that you would normally do it. And you would take it to HR and you would start that process. And then other people come out. And then what you end up finding out so many times. When the other people come out that maybe have very similar or maybe milder stories. But that will corroborate what you are saying under the pressure of potentially losing their job or just the fear that goes along with that, especially if you're a woman. I mean, and what we can talk about men because I've been sexually harassed before uh, openly, but uh, it, you just, you're like, I really love this job and I make good money and I don't want to do this because I don't want to be labeled. I'm afraid that I'll have a target on my back and then moving forward, anything that I do, they'll say, well, you know, that's a rabble rouser. They're always trying to, or if for some odd reason they investigate it and they find out that maybe there's nothing else to corroborate it. And now you look like somebody who's just, you know, a whistleblower or something. It's, it's, it's scary. The main thing is the company and how the company is going to handle it. She can go above and say, this is happening to me and they will either fire him and keep it quiet how they should in a situation like that, or they will possibly fire him and then it gets leaked out between people who make him seem like he was the victim. Oh, exactly. she was egging me on. She asked for the dick pic. How yep. dare. And then she's in a work environment where there are men around her or women, whoever believes this guy who go, oh, God, you you know, like you asked for. Like, how dare you get him fired for all this? This is ridiculous. You guys were dating. Whatever. It's just... It's the commentary that, um, yeah. yeah. So it's just it's crazy to to think about those types of situations. Of course, partly because I've I've never 
I've never been in that kind of situation, you know, and I don't, don't my mind doesn't think like that, you know, Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, if I have subordinates or whatever, you know, I I don't think like, Ooh, I'm going to ask that chick out. And if she says no, I'm going to keep, uh, I'm going to keep going for it. And then I'm just going to RDP her. Yes. I'm a a manager. I would never, it would never even cross my mind. And both of you, if you had a woman who came to you and said, Hey, my coworker is doing this. It's inappropriate. It's making me really uncomfortable. I am not reciprocating these feelings at all here is my proof i bet both of you would take care of the situation but the problem is there you have are to have companies ironclad proof yeah it's, well, a, it's well, he I mean, said she they, said that's why that yeah. she she has to have ironclad proof she can't just run but and she say could something show text messages she could show the pictures with no response and the only and if she doesn't do that if she's got ironclad proof like that and she doesn't do that that would make me suspect yeah. that somewhere in those text messages something could be misconstrued yeah that that she was flirting with him as well and then my friend told me that earlier like i don't know a couple of weeks before uh he had sent her uh he was at a bar and like the waitress or something got up on the bar and started like dancing and stuff and he said that the, the boss had taken a picture of her and sent it to the woman and said, oh, man, this this girl looks just like you and I'm into it or something like that. And it, oh, dude, it's so Look, that, weird. It sounds like sounds ironclad like- proof. And I mean, I, I understand that maybe she's she, I mean, of course, she's afraid she doesn't want to lose her job. She doesn't. I mean, people even go through a weird process where they don't want to get that person fired. They're like, I want them reprimanded, yeah. but I don't want to see them lose their job because then you're afraid of them. Like like the reciprocity, yeah. you're afraid of them coming turning back on you. I have a story she did. that um, I have a story that directly relates to this. She did what? She did text back to that one and say that chick looks nothing like me. Like trying okay. to defuse the situation. Yeah, she's not saying yeah, it does. Let's come fuck. Show me yeah, yeah. your tent dick. And then a week or two well, later, yeah, top in a tent. Yeah, I have a story that's similar to this um, from years ago. Is this a personal story? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. So I, when I, I moved to, I'll make it quick, like the preface. I moved to Nashville in 2007 and I was uh, transferred with my job and I was working at Wyndham. Um, And then eventually about a year and a half later, they got rid of my position. So I started working at Opry Mill. uh, I'm sorry, Opryland Hotel. I just picked up a serving job. I was working there. Um, I worked there for two years. While I was there, I was working with a guy who liked me a lot. And I didn't reciprocate the feelings, but he really wanted me to. Was Um, he equal to you or was he like your supervisor? No, no, he was equal to me. But the supervisor thing will come in. Um, He was equal to me. We worked together for about a year. We had a friendship. Um, That's it. One night I'm at my apartment with um, a friend of mine who's a male um, and we're waiting for his girlfriend that I'm friends with to show up at my apartment and I get a knock on my door and it's this guy I worked with going, who the fuck is this dude? What the fuck? He pushes in my apartment door and runs into my apartment what he didn't know is my friend is like a weird black belt and puts him in like a headlock. A weird black belt? Like, well, well, I mean, like you wouldn't look at him and be like, he's a, he's not, he's a drummer. Like he's not like, you wouldn't look at him and go like, oh, he's a fucking black. I mean, I guess I don't know what black belts look like. Anyway. <laughs> so the guy bursts in your apartment. Yes. He grabbed 
the guy that I'm friends with grabbed this guy by the neck, broke my coffee table, finally got him out of the apartment. We called the cops. This guy was so crazy that he got back into his car and sat there and waited for the cops to come. Jesus. So the cops arrest him. He's out of there, right? Cool. Great. Um, got charges against him, whatever. But he's still employed with me. And I still have to see him Ugh. about four days a week. Yeah. And so mm. I still go to work. I ignore him. And about two weeks later, one night after work, we all go to a local bar. Not him. He wasn't working that night. I was with my manager, my general manager, and like six employees. We had drinks, and I'm standing there having drinks with everybody, and I turn around, and I look outside, and he is standing outside against a car, staring at me through the window. He didn't work that night. He lives in Franklin. creepy. He works in Franklin. And I turn to my manager, and I said, oh, my God, he's here. And my manager looks out the window and goes, what the fuck? So my manager walks me out to my car, and I go home that night. The next three days... I missed of work because I was on schedule with him and I was so freaked out. And then my G, like my high up manager called me in and said, hey, um, you missed three days of work. Like you called in sick. And I was kind of like, I, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't, to be Why honest didn't you go with to you, HR? It's Opry, it's Opry Land Hotel. It's not easy to go to <laughs> HR. It's just not like, it's so huge. I could, um, but when he called me in and said, like, you missed, like, three shifts for, like, no reason. So I sat down with him and I told him the whole thing. And he did not believe me. He didn't believe me at all until the manager who was there that night at the bar came and he goes, listen, I was there that night. And he was standing outside the bar and he was watching her and I had to walk her to her car. And at that moment, they called him and fired him, which was great. And then... I was okay to work there. But, like, if my manager wouldn't have been there that night. But they... weren't you fearful that after they fired him that he already knew where you lived? I mean, oh, you... oh I, are you kidding? When yeah. I, yeah, after me and Glenn were together, he <clears throat> showed up at my apartment in, in Hermitage and beat the shit out of me. Oh, that's the same that's guy? That's the same Wait, guy. Wait, what? Holy shit. That's the guy. No. You know that story? Shit. What? Yeah. yeah. This story just took a turn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that that's was, probably a story for another day. Yeah, but. that was almost a year later. So I had no contact with him. I Yeah. but um, Jesus it, Christ, Jimmy. My thing is, is that if my manager was not there to see him and walk me to my car, my general manager probably would have gotten rid of me because they were like, well, he showed up and you didn't. And yeah. not until I said, well... Yeah, because they don't have anything to go off of yeah. except for what and you said. Yeah, and not until I said, hey, call Patrick. I guess it doesn't really matter. Cause, yeah. Yeah, I said, call Patrick in. He'll tell you. And Patrick came in and he said, I was there. Like, he showed up. It's going to be a weird if, like, when we get done, there's, like, a knock at my door and Patrick's outside. No, yeah. Patrick's the cool one. Oh, whoops. Pa- no. Well, so much for that joke. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was a good joke. No, <laughs> Pat- Patrick's the <laughs> one who saved my job. He was the one who said, I was there. I've seen this. But if it wasn't for him, it would look like I was just like a flighty yeah. person making excuses so the for- the moral of the story is you have bad taste in men. That's it. The moral of the story is don't assume women want you and want to date you. I know. The moral of the story is, Jamie, it's probably what you were wearing at the time. <laughs> I quit. I quit. Both yeah. of you. I'm fucking done with if both you would, of if you. If you would stop being so sexy, you wouldn't get so many dick pics. 
Oh my god. I hate I'm like both I'm of sitting you. I'm sitting right next to you and I'm just like, God, I want to send her a dick pic. You're pic so right gross. Now. Both of you. I hate both of you. <laughs> why do I why do I do this right every now. day? Why We're on FaceTime. Let me just stand up to the camera. You know Jeez. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna like judo move your ass. I'm gonna dick pic Glenn and then I'm gonna make Glenn send it to you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you really think that if you sent your dick to Glenn, he'd be like, "Hey, honey, well, I'm going to make Adam's him. Dick. I'm going to make him." Are you but kidding you know me? They probably do, already see what Glenn dicks. will do is probably appreciate it and be like, "Oh, hey, my, it's a great dick." Yeah. <laughs> that's a serious that's cock. Glenn is. Yeah. That's a serious cock you got there. Oh. No, he'll do something <laughs> funny. He'll draw something on and then he send would. it to me. Yeah, he would. Like, draw, he would draw like red dots all over and be like, "Looks like herpes." You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Adam, yeah, Herpy, yeah. herpes guy. Yeah, that's probably anyway, what's gonna happen. Sexual harassment's real, dude. It is. I can't. I I've legitimately been sexually harassed before. Like, uh, uh, not and it never started with like uh, any pictures and whatnot, but lots of sexual innuendo, lots of touching. Um, I do find it very upsetting that people don't think that men can be sexually harassed. Oh, yeah, totally. Men can be sexually harassed. I have been openly sexually harassed. And not in a do you want to come lay with me type of way, but like. like, Vag picks. Yeah, vag. brothel. Yeah, I got tons of taco picks. What would be a good word word for a vagina pick? Um, Vagina vids. Vids, pussy, what? Picks. pussy picks. Pussy picks. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Look at us. Wow, that was a Did you see our high five? five? We pussy literally picks. made eye contact yeah. and said pussy picks. <laughs> pussy picks and, t- and tent picks. Anyway, uh, nothing like that. It was more like, like man, you you're a big handsome man. Like and I bet you. And you're probably going, cool. Okay, yeah. I'm done. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. well, okay, that's weird. You know, they're just like, I bet you could. Whew, you get them hands on me, uh, you know, that I'm kind of good. stuff. I'm good. Leave me alone. Yeah, it's like it just kind of get, it gets a little weird, and then it goes on and on and on, and it normally never goes past that. But I mean, that's sexual harassment. If a man comes up behind a woman, he's like, Mm-mm-mm, "Damn, I'd love those hands got on me." Mm, boy, I bet you could. Whew, look at that butt. Mm, yeah, I, that I, like comes off as strong sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's the same thing. It's ha- it's happened to me, and I mean, you know. I didn't even think about reporting it until you're 30-something years old and you're sitting in a class and someone's teaching you about sexual harassment and you're like, you're like what? I've been sexually harassed before. You, you just don't even yeah. You don't even think about I it. I mean, girls do. Because we, go, go, yeah. go, well, but it's so much more overt with women. Yeah. I mean, like, my, I've had so many girlfriends that have told me, like, you would be amazed if I told you all the times Every day of my life, that's like guys at gas stations. You go into a gas station oh, at night. Look, you can see Jamie's reaction right now. Yeah, she's rubbing her. Go face. into a gas station. They're like, they'll just say crazy shit, especially if they're alone. Like, what are you doing? Where are you going tonight? Where are you going? You got any party to go to? It's cool. I it's love dangerous for a woman. To be I out love here to. Alone. I love to party. You go to the like. You go to get some Taco Bell. You go anywhere. And they'll be like, hey, pretty lady, how you doing? This this past weekend, my parents were in town, and we went downtown to um, All Seasons, which is like an awesome like garden shop. But Glenn was getting stuff to brew for beer. Oh, I know that place. Yeah, it's amazing. I love that place. I know. It's on you 8th. Should, you should see all the things I bought there. I have hanging plants really? everywhere. They're all going to die. They probably will. Yeah. Because I can't keep anything they alive with my are. kids. Barely. Yeah. So- 
I um so we were driving my parents were following us and we were getting ready to turn in and I saw like six dudes some construction workers I'm not saying they do that but in this case they were staying on the right side of the road and it's a four-lane road and I saw them all looking down the road and I looked and I saw this girl and it was like three o'clock in the afternoon she had on a dress and um boots not I mean just normal and she was just walking and as we're passing by I go to Glenn I go oh my god look at these guys and all six of them were yelling at her from across the road like and I just I got so fucking enraged like she lit across four lanes walking down the road by herself minding her own business and these six dudes were all you could tell from a mile away they were all staring at her and yelling at her and I was just so fucking mad like she's fucking minding her bit and I said to Glenn I said have you ever yelled at a lady and then had them turn around and be like oh hey let me get your number I love it this is so great I you love that go you're yelling date? at me yeah the, just, in America yes yeah. because Glenn has an Australian accent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true hey you sexy <laughs> Shayla they're like, oh, oh, what? Yeah. Hello, are you Australian? But it's like, just, oh it's, my God, Chris Hemsworth. It's astonishing. <laughs> it's astonishing to me that that men mentality who do that and think that, and I don't think they actually think that they're gonna get a number. I think there's a part of them that really likes to just yell at women and say they, whatever they want to say. A lot of those guys think that they're giving them a compliment by hooting and hollering at them, being like. You know, yo, what's up, girl? Man, you sexy girl. Like, what's up? You know, like I, I was around guys used to do that all the so time. So fucking awful. And they think that it's like the girl, you know, because one, one time out of the million girls they've done that to, one girl was like, you know it, and like kind of, they should probably. But still, they never came back and said, "Let me get your number." Let's oh, I know. Fuck I know. They ever. just. Yeah. Wow, that's, yeah, you're moving a little too fast. No, well, I've always saying, hated it. My ex would tell me all the time that guys in construction buildings would whistle, cat call, and. Be like, yeah, construction workers are junk. Oh, she I was remember, really voluptuous. They'd always talk about her tits. They'd always be going on about her tits all the time. I like, remember being eight months pregnant, walking into Vanderbilt to see my doctor, and the construction guys at the Vanderbilt um, parking garage would yell at me while I was heavily eight months pregnant. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, do you want to raise this child? Is that what you're calling me? Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah. There's nothing that... I should have just turned around and been like, yes, your baby, give me all your money. <laughs> like, there's no Be ready point for that, that child support for the next right? 18 yeah. years. God. It's crazy. But, I mean, that's why nowadays it's getting so much more strict. And, you know, I've been thinking about this the entire time we've been talking. Realistically, if your friend went in and filed a complaint about that guy, even if she had limited proof, and she has from what she's telling us or what she's telling you, she has iron-clad texting proof that this guy is texting her inappropriately. Like I said, we're gonna. I know we have to do this. It's just like court. We have to run under the assumption that there's nothing in there that would even remotely be misconstrued. Because if it does go to court or if they do investigate, they would dig. They're going to use it. They're going to yeah. use it against her. So I mean, it's got to be iron-clad. But but to be now fair, she get a good payday from this. If they, but nowadays, potentially, but nowadays, a lot of companies like I'm in a situation with my company where we are predominantly female run. Uh, 
lots of females in in upper management and or well I don't know I'm saying females lots of women in in upper management and they I mean yeah it's the type of place where I'm sure if somebody was like he's sexually harassing me I mean it would be like straight to the guillotine but they have yeah. to yeah that's what I'm saying they so nowadays to, no I mean the, we're getting more and more sensitive to those types of things and I mean it's scary I mean you have to go through an investigation there's still a word about lawsuits and stuff but but you know, like it's taking every part of me to not get mad at you for saying that it's a scary time that men are are. Poss- I didn't say that. You Again, just said it was scary. I didn't say that it was a scary time for men. I just said it's scary that we're getting to a point where it's so it's such not specifically for men. We're just becoming so hypersensitive to sexual harassment and sexual harassment issues that nowadays my fear is that without even investigation, they would just fire somebody. I That's think, what I'm saying. Okay. I, I Granted, I get that. I think an investigation needs to happen yeah. always. But but you just admitted that we are living in a place and time when like, no, people just No, what I'm saying is 10 years yeah. from now, if a woman said something, it'd be like, no. Nah. No. It's fine. No. No way. You're fired. The guy's right. Whatever. Now we're in an 10 area. 10 years ago, maybe. That's what I just said. You said 10 years from now. 10 years ago. Okay. Sorry. No, I was just um, confused. But- we are in an era where women are trying to be at the same level as men. It still has not <laughs> happened, whether it's professionally, pay-wise, respect, whatever, in different aspects. I'm not saying that all men don't respect women. All men, you know, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, granted, yes, there should always be an investigation. You should never, in any situation, girl on girl, girl guy, guy guy, there should always be some backing. But I think there has been this uproar, a good uproar of women maybe coming to the forefront and saying, I've been sexually harassed or I've been sexually, you know, and that's something that didn't happen 10 years ago. It was just something that was accepted, like, oh, this guy did this, you know. Yeah, there's a hell of a lot more people. I mean, because we've we've lit a fire under it. There's a lot more people that are coming out now, and you have a a lot more. People are becoming a little bit more emboldened. And, I mean, we talked about this a little bit when we went on about Harvey Weinstein, Mm. uh, how it it started to embolden people, and, and it's getting them to come out of the the proverbial closet they don't want to be hidden anymore yeah um man we talked about weinstein a while ago yeah we that did was like it was 30 35 episodes well ago, in the last like year that. yeah i mean I that was, was just it, so yeah that was unbelievable Super. the whole weinstein yeah. thing with him him doing all that, that stuff kept going women. that case kept going yeah well it, it still is it, well then it was matt lauer then it was lewis ck mm-hmm. then it was jeremy piven and then it was uh, Brett Ratner, and then it was Kevin Spacey, and I mean, oh, don't say it. Oh, Kevin Spacey. It just went on and on and on, and yeah. then it was Thomas Ian Black, the one, the the dirtiest Michael, Michael Ian Black. Michael Ian Black. It was the dirtiest one the out of all of them. Man, that I just did. You hear <laughs> about all the little babies that I he know, raped? I don't want. Wait, uh, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> no. The the night that, uh, she loves this dude. That's why the, I'm just saying that's shit. That's the thing. The night that we talked about it, my soul was crushed inside. Yeah. What is it, Michael Ian Black? 
Michael, Tom, no, it's Michael Ian Black. Yeah, Michael, Michael Ian Black. Ian no, Black. he he was the one that Jamie Stel- got super uh, upset about because he had yeah, yeah, said all the weird shit about pedophilia, like joking about pedophilia. And then, like, I was like, "Oh, Adam's making this shit up." And then I went home and I read it, and it was real, and it just made my yeah. whole body. Well, I read a bunch of it on air. So I have a question. I have a question right now. So let's say that we, I mean, we we kind of have a, I mean, this is like a working environment. This is like a working yeah. environment. If if Devin dick picks you tonight, are you going to tell me about it and hope that I'll fire him? Or are you going to like live in fear? I am going to text Anna and say, hey, Wait, Anna. wait, what is this? Listen, motherfucker. <laughs> me and Josh brought you onto the podcast, Adam. This is my <laughs> podcast, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm the boss. I'm Jamie's boss. Okay? Yay! I know. So if you dick pick her, I get to fire you. <laughs> I'm going straight. What if I dick pick myself? Who, who are you going to go to, Jamie, if I'm I going randomly straight, dick pick you? know you? what? I'm going straight to Anna because that is the one who's running all that shit. If I send Anna and say, hey, Devin sent me a dick pic, your life is just hell yeah. for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm, like, I don't I'm have living to on go the streets to, of Atlanta. Yeah, I don't have to go to <laughs> anybody else. Like, I would go to her. What if it's like super immaculate? Like, what if it's in front of a lit fireplace? You don't actually see my dick. It's just my bottom's half covered. Is and it your I'm knee? Shirtless. It's my knee propped up. Tiny knee. What know, if it looks like it's made out of wobble. granite? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> what if it looks like it could like, you know, punch through doors and so stuff like that? So first thing I do is I post it. <laughs> I post it to our social media. Yeah. And then I go to Anna. Yeah. And then send it to Adam and say. Yeah. <laughs> Look at fucking Devin's and, knee. And then I'll mark it up and, and I'll put it on our Instagram and, and and I'll get some likes out of it. Yeah. Have you guys ever noticed that I, I walk with like a wobble because my knee's so small? Yeah. And you're yeah. nothing. Ha ha. What? <laughs> what was that, yeah. Jamie? Nothing. Yeah. Are you, wait, are you <laughs> trying to sexual harass me? I was going to make a penis me? joke, but it felt Your knee matches your cock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh. On that note. On that note, yeah. You guys, you guys ready to get out of here? Yeah, I'm. I'll just pro- don't, just don't send me any dick pics either. One. No one's getting <laughs> I'm not any, send dick you any dick pics, pics Jamie. I'm gonna send Adam dick pics. The, yeah, Yay, the only person in yeah. your the whole entire family to ever. Well, this is never mind. I was what? gonna say Glenn, but I said your whole family, and then it got weird. Oh, so. my dad. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering where you're going with Gag that. Gag and yeah. Bill got a dick pic from yeah. you. Well, I'm just saying, like, if anyone was ever gonna get a dick pic in your family, it would be Glenn. Yeah. Anyway, this is Devin. This is Adam. This is Jane.